It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? MFFSOSS.com. At FFFSOSS Furniture. Twitter.tv Association Nick 3. What's good? What's happening? How's everybody doing on this Thursday edition of the pod? Interesting show here. Uh, Wednesday it comes out that Lionel Messi will leave PSG, so we'll detail that story in the kickoff into a little midweek soccer recap, weekend soccer preview, some NFL headlines with some contract talk, Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs update, little PGA Tour at the end of the pod. So that is the rundown for this Thursday edition. I am very sad about the Rangers. I don't really have a lot to say. When some of your best players don't score a point and your whole thing is no quitting and why in the game seven you don't play well. And again, give the Devils a ton of credit. They played a great series after the first two games. They were an entirely different team. Um, and the Rangers, I think the Rangers played about maybe eight complete periods in seven games. That's not really good. So tip your hat to the Devils. Tip your hat. Now, Devils fans are a little annoying. That's another story for another day. But. All right, um, so we'll do Lionel Messi leaving PSG in the kickoff, midweek soccer recap, weekend soccer preview, NFL headlines, Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs, and some PGA Tour golf at the end of the program. So, kick it off. Messi reportedly will leave PSG at the end of the season. The reports emerged Wednesday that that news Likely to unfold after a suspension handed out by PSG to Messi, which we'll get to in a second. And it seems like he has played his last match for the club. So last we had heard kind of after that big World Cup run was that PSG and Messi were negotiating a contract extension. And um, he was going to sign a new deal in Paris after that World Cup. But the situation since then has changed. Messi suspended by PSG for two weeks after missing Monday's training. And originally, there was not a training session scheduled for Monday. So, with PSG playing over the weekend last week, he said, oh, I can make a little trip to Saudi Arabia, fill one of my uh, contractual obligations as an ambassador to the region, and no harm, no foul. I'm not missing training or anything. But um, kind of asked, kind of forgot to ask permission from the club to do that. And when he did ask for permission from the club, he was already on the tarmac of the plane and ready to take off to Saudi Arabia from France. So club didn't really like that. And again, originally there was no training session scheduled, but they did schedule a training session on that money Monday, which obviously Messi missed because he was in a different country. So he takes a trip to Saudi Arabia. He didn't ask for permission until he was on the plane. And yeah, Though at first there was no training scheduled, so it wouldn't have been a big deal, he did miss a training. And they're coming off a loss, and even though they are the league leaders, they did not accomplish what they set out to do this season, which was win Champions League, or at least get to the final with this team, right? So we had the story about his contract 
maybe being extended. That dissipated. Now it seems like he's played his last match for the club. It seems like this was the last straw all the way around. PSG kind of fed up with the messy camp and how they do things. And Messi kind of being like, well, what do you want me to do? I have all these other... I'm the biggest player in the game. Sam's one other player ever. So, what are we doing? And it... All intents and purposes, with the suspension of two weeks, and we're towards the end of the season here, he's probably kicked his last ball in a PSG kit. So, this season he's had 15 goals, 15 assists in Ligue 1. He's got four goals, four assists in Champions League before Paris were eliminated. 31 goals, 34 assists in two seasons in Paris alongside Neymar and Mbappe along that front line. So, not bad numbers, but not Lionel Messi numbers, as we know. So he has some options, I guess you could say. A lot of people are already tagging that back to Barcelona could be an option. And it is, though, interesting. Does Barca bring him back into the mix? To I don't want to say it's a headache, but it is a... a number of more things that you have to be concerned about that's for sure so back to Barcelona I don't really think that's likely but we'll see the scenario that is emerging more and more likely is him joining Cristiano Ronaldo in the Saudi Arabian League allegedly a team has offered him a 400 million a year contract so (laughs) that is not just generational wealth (laughs) that's like I don't know, four generations of love? Five, hopefully. So, I don't know. A year, by the way. I don't really see him in a Premier League or Serie A Bundesliga, maybe with a Munich, but it couldn't be for more than two, three years. Same kind of thing in, in England. I don't see him going to a Manchester United, maybe City, but... Does City want to pay all those? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe a few years ago when they didn't have Holland or some of these other players, like a Ruben Diaz or some of the other guys they brought in to bolster that back line in midfield. So I don't really see Premier League. I don't really see Bundesliga. Maybe Italy. He follows the Maradona path and goes to Napoli. But again, are one of those Italian teams going to take on the big wages because we saw Ronaldo leave Spain and go to Juventus, and Juventus didn't necessarily win Champions League because he was there, right? So I don't know if a Serie A team would say, hey, we want to throw our hat in for Messi. And the final option, which I hope happens, and I hope Ronaldo gets out of Saudi Arabia well and comes to this league, is MLS. MLS. Um, you did hear a lot about Messi and MLS in the Miami team in the last few years, but now with this Saudi Arabia stuff, it just seems like there's just too much money and he can't turn it down. He's already an ambassador for the country. It's what's gotten him suspended uh, for two weeks from PSG, him being that ambassador. If he's not that ambassador, he doesn't get on the plane. If he doesn't get on the plane, he doesn't get suspended. Like, it's really simple. So it, it seems like to me, not that his decision is made up already where he's going to play his football, but... It, it's going to we're going to see how much it means to him money wise versus career wise because we've seen it with Ronaldo Ronaldo had options maybe options he didn't think of himself fitting in or options um, 
an, uh, enough preference of options for him. I don't know. It's just so he goes to Saudi Arabia, takes money. Messi's has a lot of options, and we're gonna see if he picks Saudi Arabia over those other options. And again, like I'm not knock like you like AJ. Are you gonna knock? Messi after you knocked all the golf guys for taking the Saudi money. Well, it's different. It's different. A guy like Harold Varner in for the Live Tour and golf leaving the PGA Tour. He was like, "Yo, I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything about growing the game. Yeah, I'm taking the money. I'm t- hey, I got no qualms about that. Do I necessarily agree with it? No, not necessarily. But I'm not gonna be like, I can't believe that guy took. Where I care about is the growing the game comment. If Messi comes out, he's like. I'm going to Saudi Arabia to play with Ronaldo to grow the game of football. I'll be like, yeah, okay, dude. You're growing something. You're growing your bank account is what you're growing, my brother. Um, so out of the list of options, I guess the fairy tale Cinderella as he goes back to Barcelona, wins a Champions League with Xavi as his manager and that young team, the, the team that he kind of inspired with all those young guys and Pedri and Gavi. Um, and Fatih and some of those younger guys coming up through uh, the Barcelona Academy and all that kind of stuff. So I'd be interested to see if that fairy tale narrative does carry enough weight to overcome the amount of money that he's going to get from Saudi Arabia. Because we've seen... That even Ronaldo was like, I'd rather stay in Europe in a good situation, but if there is no good situation, fine, I'll go to Saudi Arabia with the money. Now, will Messi, I think Messi will have some more options. I do. He hasn't burned a ton of bridges like Ronaldo has, to be fair. So the option I would like. Maybe him go back to Barcelona for a fairy tale. That'd be kind of nice. But come to MLS, Leo. That'd be so cool. And again, like, I thought Ronaldo was going to come to MLS until the Saudi Arabia stuff. But I will not be shocked if Messi's like, you know, $400 million a year. I play two years. Uh, I already have enough money. I'll be a <laughs> Like, what are we talking about? So, I get it. If he's going to take that money, hey, God bless. Do your thing. But I would love to see him in MLS. That would be really, really cool. But you know what? I doubt it now because MLS was going to be the team, the league that threw money at these guys. We'd seen it happen. And then uh, I think it was – was it David Villa, Villa with the China League originally there? Some of the other guys got paid in the Chinese League, and now it's the Saudi Arabian League that everybody's, like, worried about. So – Listen, $400 million a year, I don't think there's a lot of teams that are going to be able to match that, that's for sure. So, Messi, in recap, has most likely played his last game in the PSG shirt, suspended two weeks after missing Monday's training. Originally, there wasn't a training schedule, a training session scheduled for Monday. That's another reason why Messi flew out to Saudi Arabia, but... He didn't tell the club until he was on the plane. He was like, well, I'm already on the plane. I'm going. So punish me, I guess. So the options, back to Barca. Go to Saudi Arabia for a huge contract. Again, I don't really see a team in either the Prem or Serie A or the Bundesliga that sticks out to me. And I would love them to go to MLS, but I, I doubt it. I doubt it, unfortunately. 
All right, midweek soccer recap. Arsenal, Chelsea. Arsenal win 3-1. Big win for Arsenal. Uh, Odegaard with a brace. Captain's goal. A couple of them early on. Jesus at the back post. Renetmar scramble beats Kepa. Uh, Maduki. Maduke uh, got his first Chelsea goal in uh, the constellation there. So Arsenal did move back in front of Man City, but Man City played on Wednesday. They beat West Ham 3-0. A scoreless a goalless first half, but then City showed up in the second half. Nathan Ake at the back post off a set piece. Holland got his goal, his record-breaking goal, um, 35th of the season in the Prem, more than any player in a 38-game season, more than any player in a 42-game season. Uh, outstanding. Congratulations to him. He gets the second one, and then Phil Foden, off a set piece, ball falls to him at the top of the box. Wicked deflection, but still goes in. It was on target, so it's his goal. Liverpool beat Fulham 1-0 and keep their small, slim, top four hopes um, open because they got to win out and they need some help from either Man U or Newcastle, but most likely Man U if it's going to play out like that. So City take first place back. Arsenal need City to drop points and be perfect. Doesn't seem like that's going to happen the way City are playing, that's for sure. La Liga, Atletico Cadiz, Atletico win 5-2. Griezmann, Brace, Morata, Carrasco, Molina, the other goal scorers. Serie A, some big action midweek here. Atalanta beat Spezia, Calcio 3-2. Juventus beat Lecce 2-1. Paredes and Vlahovic, the goal scorers there. Lazio beat Sassuolo 2-0. AC Milan and Cremonese draw, but it was a Messias stoppage time equalizer. Otherwise, AC Milan were dropping multiple points. Um, three instead of just two there. Uh, Monza and Roma drew 1-1. And Inter smashed Hellas Verona 6-0. Colangelo. Zeko had a brace. And Latoro Martinez had a brace. And that top four race in Italy is awesome. A lot of teams involved in that hunt. About six teams vying for three spots because Napoli is a few points away from clinching the Scudetto. All right, weekend soccer preview. We got a match on Thursday in England on the South Coast. Brighton, Man U. Brighton have the most games at hand in the Premier League. If they win them all, that would include beating both Man U and Newcastle, and they would probably get in the top four if they won them all, if I'm not mistaken. Now, will they win them all? That's a different question, but they do have Manchester United coming in to their building they went to Old Trafford very early on in the campaign and stunned Ten Hogs uh, United. He changed the team around after that, that's for sure. So, man, you will be looking to right the wrong from early in the season at Old Trafford when they go to the Amex on the South Coast. Now, Brighton with the Zerbi, they're very, very good. And he's playing some different guys. And CISO has come along last few games, gotten some big goals for them. Brighton has all the opportunity to take the three points here, and I think they will beat Man U. Man U were lucky. They Man U have had a lot of one nils that have could have gone the other way, or Rashford bailed them out. Like it was Bruno last week with the goal that that gave them the three points. But Man U has a lot of one nils that a couple different sequences happen a little differently, and not only do they not score, but then. And other team scores and they lose the points. Now, of course, they have those points. Those points can't get taken away from them. That's not my point. But what I'm saying is they've played with fire a lot. And now they're going to play a lot of teams that are on the same level with them or fighting for their lives at the bottom of the table. 
going to be interesting to see if Man U can match that desperation and close out this top four hunt in year one with Ten Hag. I think Brighton get off to a um, three-point start to the weekend on Thursday. Bournemouth, Chelsea. Chelsea have thrown in the towel. Frank Lampard, I don't know what the hell he's doing. It, it just does not look good. They don't play a system. They don't play kind of together. It's just it's a lot of individual out there. Um, and Frank Frank might never get a job again the way he's been managing the last couple teams he's on. So Bournemouth have played well at the Vitality. Solanke and Billing are a nice little forward combination. I told you about Tavenier in the midfield. He's a player for them, and they do enough um, defensively to stay in games. And I think at minimum this is like nil-nil, but I think it's Bournemouth 1-0. I really do. Man City leads. Leads bring in Big Sam for the last four games of this season, and if they stay up, I wonder if he stays with the team. But uh, Big Sam with some big claims in his opening press conference. Um, there's no better football mind than him. He's on the same plane as Pep, Klopp, Arteta. He doesn't want to hear about it. Maybe they have different styles and different interpretations, but nobody can go. Uh, he can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, basically, is what he was saying. So Big Sam with some big words ahead of his first match, and he's taking on Pep Guardiola at the Etihad. It's Man City leads, leads fighting for their lives, as we know, and City fighting for a, another Premier League title, and I think they will get the three points there. Tottenham, Crystal Palace. Tottenham are in a free fall in the sense of managers, in a sense of the way they play. They play one way, counterattack, counterattack, counterattack. So when you're better than the other team and you still play counterattack, that's how you lose the game. It doesn't make a ton of sense. So uh, they play one way, as we know. And Crystal Palace... Even with Vieira, I told I I gave comments to Vieira about him setting up the team in different ways and all that kind of stuff. With Roy, they've kind of set up one way and they've kind of just won the game. So I wonder if he will set up in a similar way and be a little offensive going to um, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium there. Wolves Villa, Villa have been really really good since Emery came in. It was a surprising result for me. To see them lose 1-0 to United like that and not score a goal, that was a surprising result, to be fair. Wolves with Lobotegi have got some really good results, played some really good football for a stretch, and then struggled a little bit. See if they can get back on the horse towards the end of the season and survive. I think they can. Monliu is going to be rocking. I think this one's a draw. I think that one's a draw. If not, Villa wins it. Liverpool-Brentford. Liverpool owe Brentford a couple beatings. Um... This one at Anfield, Liverpool winners of five in a row. Brentford, a very, very good season, following up on a good season last year as well. I don't know if they can <laughs> win at Anfield because Liverpool have been playing better and Liverpool is, is getting a little bit healthier even though Thiago's out. So the midfield is a little, a little limited, but the attack, the depth in the attack is really, really strong. That's for sure. So, um... Tony and Embuemo versus Liverpool defense, I think, is concerning. But if Iwu Kanate can go alongside Van Dyke and they're fit, I'm fine with that. I think Robertson will get the start. I, I don't think he can bench or at least sit Trinidad Sander-Arnold. I think he's going to play every minute down the stretch here to push for this fifth-place or fourth-place finish. And he's been great in this new system that he comes inside. He's been man of the match, quality, 
for in this winning streak for Liverpool. That's for sure. So I think Liverpool do get three points against Brentford. Newcastle Arsenal. Here's a gigantic match. Um, this is if Newcastle win, it basically seals up that they will finish top three because you don't just beat Arsenal and then blow it down the stretch of the season. In my opinion, if Arsenal win, it puts a dent in Newcastle's. I mean, they still are the inside favorite, them and United, to finish 3-4-4-3, whatever you want to say there. It's still theirs theirs to lose, but if they do not take away at least a point here, it's going to be interesting. And for Arsenal, they got to get as many wins, put the pressure on City. The rules have the reverse now. It was City putting the pressure on with wins against Arsenal. Now Arsenal's got to flip and just win their games and hope it happens for them. Listen, I, as a Liverpool fan, I've been in this position against Man City. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. Every time you win, you just hold your breath to see what City does. And you're watching the City games like they're your games, and you're just rooting for who's ever playing City, and it just gets so tiring and frustrating. So I don't want to hear it from Arsenal fans about you know complaining. like This is your first go at it. Liverpool lost two titles by one point each, so I don't want to hear it. Uh, West Ham, Man U. West Ham fighting for their lives. Moyes is going up against one of his former clubs in Man United. As we know, he was the man that replaced Sir Alex Ferguson. And it's going to be a very interesting match here because, again, with United, if you let West Ham hang around with Bowen, he's going to get some big goals like he did against Arsenal. He's done it. Against Liverpool with some big goals. He's done it um, against other teams with big moments. This Bowen guy can play. And Antonio is always up for a big game. So I wouldn't be shocked if West Ham at the London Stadium with the bubbles come out and get a big performance because they need it. They need it to stay in this league. So, man, you better be on um, all hands on deck there for the man you that game. Full of Leicester City. Listen, Leicester City are bad. I don't really know how a team with Madison and Thielman's in the middle of the park can be this bad, but they just kind of refuse to score goals. And they played an exciting game against Everton, but they couldn't finish it off. You know, they couldn't finish it off, and that's a big deal. And Fulham, Fulham are kind of just riding the season out, especially after Mitrovic got suspended. They're pretty much going to finish top half, most likely, unless they lose every game down the stretch here. But they've had a really good season. Craven Cottage will still be a good atmosphere. This is on Monday, so the coronation, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Leicester City really need it. Fulham don't really care, it seems like. So I think Leicester City plays desperate enough they can get the three points. Brighton, Everton. Everton are in big trouble. Everton are in big trouble. They have not gotten wins or points for matches that they should. Um, and Brighton are going to be in a position where if they win out, they can get top four in their, in their minds. So... Deserby's going to play a big team. That's what we know. So he's got a big week this week with Man U on Thursday and Everton on Monday. Both winnable games. Forrest, Southampton, six-pointer. I mean, it's really simple. If Forrest win, you basically bury Southampton and kind of clinch them going down, and it gives you a big, big leg up with three points there and a head-to-head. Um, and honestly, Southampton, even if they do win, they're probably still going down. They have to jump a lot of teams and stay above those teams. Like, they got to jump literally three teams because they're in last and then end up staying above them. So, 
That's very difficult. That's very difficult. But at the city ground, I think they do get a result. I think it's um a big game for Brennan Johnson. Navas has been brilliant for them. But you can't give Ward Prowse set pieces as we know. But it's got to be. It's got to be Forrest. Copa del Rey this weekend with La Liga being off. So it's Real Madrid and Osuna. Real Madrid has a big trophy hunting week coming up. Because they have this. And Champions League semifinal against Man City. So they probably can't win La Liga as we know. But they can get a Copa del Rey. And they can get to a Champions League final possibly. Syria. Udinese Napoli. That could be the clincher for the Scudetto if Napoli do get the three points. AC Milan take on Lazio on a big one. Roma take on Inter. Atalanta play Juventus. Napoli play Florentina on the weekend. Bundesliga, Augsburg, Union Berlin. Freiburg, Rebel Leipzig. Bremen, Bayern Munich. Dortmund, Wolfsburg. Speaking of Dortmund. Other reports coming out that Jude Bellingham and Real Madrid have agreed to a contract and that it's all up to Real Madrid meeting the asking price of Dortmund. Now, the Dortmund people coming out and saying, hey, we're in the middle of a uh, title race here in the Bundesliga, so we're going to chill on the Jude Bellingham stuff right now, but it'll all be decided later. Uh, Trois host PSG. Is that Troy? T-R-O-Y-E-S in French. Why would we pronounce that? Troy. No? I don't know. They play PSG. Anyway, uh, without Lionel Messi, as we know. All right, NFL headlines. Chargers GM says that the Jalen Hurts-Lamar Jackson deals aren't going to be the blueprints for Justin Herbert's deal necessarily. So what that means to me is, does that mean, are we talking about money versus years are we talking about guaranteed up front are we talking about when the money hits like i i'm very curious like what's this because obviously the, the question is you know with jalen hurts and lamar jackson's contracts getting done does that provide a blueprint for you guys to just go and get justin Steele done and he's gonna answer yes it does that's the contract thank you very much for that. no he's gonna say no it, not, not necessarily it's gonna be different like maybe they help but so I don't know. This is probably a non-story for me, obviously. But when you talk about quarterback contracts, like you bring it up, like the Packers and Jordan Love agreed to a one-year extension. That avoided his fifth-year option um, deal as the first-round pick there with the Pack. So avoiding with that fifth-year option, they agreed to a one-year deal. And you would think that hopefully <laughs> it's a bigger deal as well for the Packer fans. Uh, staying at the division in the NFC North. Cousins, Kirk Cousins, says he has to earn the right to stay in Minnesota. He saw all the talk. He saw all the whispers about him getting traded or them bringing in a quarterback and all this kind of stuff. So he's saying he's got to earn the right to stay in Minnesota, which, hey, I guess that's a good attitude, but he's never going to win something for me, that's for sure. Jets signed Randall Cobb, which is just another add to the uh, Aaron Rodgers situation. You know you're going to get his guys coming in. I think that's just obvious. It's just, um, it's like Brady a little bit with Gronk and some of the other guys. He's like, yeah, you got to get my guys in here. So I don't know, but Randall Cobb, like 
he's a locker room guy at this point. Like if he's getting, a, if you're like, we gotta get the ball to Randall Cobb, and like you're in a bad bad spot. If you're like, we need to get the ball to Randall Cobb tonight. What? You got a lot of players on that team. I I guess it's a locker room signing. It has to be for me. It can't be a production signing. That's not where you're going to be if you're the Jets. All right, the Chiefs re-sign Jarek McKinnon, and they're not going to exercise the fifth-year option on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, which sucks for CEH. He's been a nice back. He's had a couple injuries there. He lost his spot. They kind of changed the system on him. Picked at the end of the first round there. Maybe not truly a first-round pick. Um, but, yeah. All right, Seneca Cup playoffs in the East. We got Florida, Toronto. Florida beat Boston, and Toronto beat the Lightning. Panthers win game one in Toronto. Big win for Matty the Chuck and the Panthers up there in Toronto against the Maple Leafs. Carolina hosting New Jersey in the second round. Uh, looks like Carolina's up in game one. And um, Devils have a lot of speed. That's going to be a really interesting series. If, Devil, if the Devils are fresh enough after a seven-game I don't even want to say it was a battle because the Rangers did not battle. That's fine. I, I I do want to give the Devils credit. They played very strong game three, game four, game five, and game seven. Game six, they played a good game, but the Rangers played a better game at home. So I want to make sure I'm giving the Devils credit, but also the Rangers did not play a good series. That's for sure. And the Devils maybe may not play that way, so that's fine. Um, but the Devils are losing game one as we uh, record this bad boy. Hurricanes, Devils, that other series in the East. At West, Seattle and Dallas got off to a crazy start. The Kraken scored the first four, if I'm not mistaken, in the first period. Pavelski for the Dallas came back from that injury after he got a clean hit in the first round. Um, he scored four of his own, and <laughs> that tied it. They forced overtime, but the Kraken win it in overtime, so... The Pavelski all-time performance, unfortunately, wasted with the four goals in the loss in Game 1 to the Seattle Kraken. Edmonton and Vegas, the other series in the West, that gets started on Wednesday night ahead of, uh, uh, yeah, ahead of when I record this. NBA playoffs, the East, the Heat-Knicks got tied up in that series with the Knickerbockers winning Game 2. Close game, fun game. Uh, without Jimmy Butler, I understand the Heat are missing three starters, so the Knicks had to win the game, absolutely. Randall back in the lineup. Brunson played hard, hit some big shots down the stretch, quickly with some big plays, so that Knicks team's good. Now, do I think they're, like, winning the East good or winning the series good? No, not necessarily, because Jimmy Butler is that good of a player. I mean, Jimmy Butler has my all-time respect. He is a baller, man. That guy's a baller, and he's a dog, and he just has a, a great attitude and mindset and work ethic that he will not be denied, and he's going to bring his teammates with him, which I really admire. I really do admire that. So that series is even headed back to Miami. Knicks need to steal either game three or game four to take home court back. If they lose both games, they'll need to stay off elimination at game five and MSG. But if they take one or two, best of three starting in game five in Madison Square Garden. So interesting series there. Knicks have to shoot it a little better and Miami has to get healthier. If Miami can get healthier, like I, I don't think they have, they should have a problem with the Knicks. 
They have some more playoff experience. I understand they are the eighth seed, but they have the best player on the floor in Jimmy. Like, I love Jalen Brunson. I think he's an awesome, awesome player. I think Randall's a good player, too. And I love Josh Hart. You know I love Nova guys. But Jimmy Butler is awesome. Jimmy Butler is awesome. He's so much fun. Out West, we had Lakers-Warriors setting up to be an all-time series. Lakers take game one. They nearly blew a late lead. Warriors with a big comeback late in this game um, to tie it. Then Lakers took the lead, and then Jordan Poole shot like a 35-footer to try to tie the game, and he missed it. So, interesting. I don't want to say play call because I don't think he draw it up for Poole, but he kind of was open on the swing. And he took it. He took it in rhythm and wasn't really a great shot. And obviously, if he makes it, everybody loves it. He missed it, so everybody's killing him on uh, Wednesday, of course. But that's obvious, right? So they did uh, fight back in the game, but Warriors should have been in a better spot. That's for sure. Nuggets, Suns. Nuggets are up 2-0 after holding serve at home. So they go to Phoenix. Phoenix, the Suns have to turn around, win two games at home, and then try to steal game five to give them a chance in game six. But that's a long way away in this series when you're down 0-2 coming home. But as we know, series isn't on until you lose at home. That's what they say. Uh, PGA Tour, Wells Fargo this week. It's an elevated event, but no Rom, no Scheffler. So this is the event that they've uh, decided to skip. You're allowed to skip one elevated event a season. That's why the big deal with Rory uh, a few weeks ago after the Masters when he missed the RBC, if I'm not mistaken, right, RBC, um, he had already missed an elevated event. That's why he lost out on the money there. So no Rom, no Scheffler. That's okay. This is the one they've designated that they're going to miss, but a gigantic field nonetheless. Rory, Spieth, JT, Morikawa, Fitz, Day, Lowry, Scott, Hovland, Young, Finau, Homa, Cantley, Shoffley, uh Fleetwood, M, Kim, Burns, Damon, Fowler, Bradley, Figala. It's a huge, big, big field at the Wells Fargo. Uh, some news regarding caddy situations. Patrick Cantley and Joe LaCava are now a team after Cantley and his uh, longtime caddy Rev split up a few weeks ago. LaCava called Tiger, and Tiger told him, you'd be crazy not to take that job. Go out there. Go win some tournaments. Go have some fun. So, for the Tiger fanboy and me, this makes me think that Tiger is not coming back for a while. Otherwise, he would say, hey, Joe, you know, you can go take those jobs, but you're my guy kind of thing because Joe's stuck by Tiger for a long time here. So either it means to me that it could be done with Tiger. I don't think it is, but it could be. Or it is a very, very long time before we see Tiger Woods playing competitive golf again, which is would be unfortunate. But, hey, for Joe LaCava, who... Oh, yeah, he's made some good money. Yeah, he's been a caddy for a long time, but that is a very performance-based job, and unfortunately it's not your performance that it gets based off of. It's who you're working for already. Um, so Joe LaCava and Tiger Woods, I don't want to call it a split, but uh, Tiger out of the game for the foreseeable future told his guy to go get a, uh If you can get a new bag, get a new bag, and he found one in Patrick Cantley. And Hopefully, maybe this speeds up Cantley a little bit because Nakava is a guy that uh, always in Tiger, you know, they kind of want to play fast. That's as we know with Tiger. All right. Um, 
So a big, big golf tournament this weekend with the Wells Fargo. Big field. It should be exciting on Saturday and Sunday. Hopefully the weather holds up and we get a uh, star-studded leaderboard for a Sunday evening finishing golf. We got plenty to talk about with the NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs, which are in the second rounds here. So very exciting there. NFL headlines will probably slow down a little bit after the draft now. Um Unless, you know, there's some minicamp stuff coming up or whatever. But we are winding down in the footy world. We got some leagues to sort out still. Yes, we know Napoli will probably clinch the Scudetto and PSG have pretty much one league un. But in Germany, we got a great race between Bayern Munich and Dortmund, separated by a point or two. In Spain, yes, Barcelona should lock it up soon, but you never know. And in England, oh boy. We could have a big title race if Man City ever drops some points and Arsenal pick up some, but we'll see. Don't don't count on it because as we've seen with Man City run-ins, they usually run in with some wins. So, um, listen, I understand you can be like, "Hey, what the hell, Brandon? Not the longest show. What do you want me to talk about, Mincy? <laughs> I'm not touching that. Um, so I don't know what you want me to talk about." An interesting time in sports. Listen, Derby, I don't I don't know. I, I haven't looked at the horses. I haven't looked at the horses. I haven't listened to anything yet. I, I don't want to do a Derby segment without knowing anything about the horses. Okay? So you're going to be like, why don't you talk about the Derby? You, you like the Derby. I do like the Derby. You're right. I do love the Derby. But I haven't looked yet. It's Wednesday as I'm recording this. What do you want me to do? I don't even know if they have the post positions out yet. Do they? Maybe they do. All right, nevertheless, um, we'll have a uh, big show next Tuesday with a look ahead to the Champions League semifinals, Real Madrid and Man City, and we got an All-Italy and All-Milan showdown in the other semifinal, Inter Milan, AC Milan. We'll do a deep dive into those semifinals on Tuesday. We'll recap... All the weekend soccer action. We'll recap and give updates on the NBA playoffs and Stanley Cup playoffs. Big golf tournament, of course. So a big sports weekend. Hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully the weather's nice for you. Until then, peace. That's the name of it? Guys, check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.